everyone, welcome back to episode 117 of It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast. We're bringing you this podcast episode on a lovely Monday. Uh, I'm your host, Sterling Hammer. Here's my co-host, Lee Paddock. Highly offensive, but as always, spoiler alert. Uh, and let's just jump right into this podcast episode. Um, yes, welcome back. Happy New Year's. This is the first episode of the new year. Um, we're still trying to struggle and put out episodes. Just bear with us. We're going to try our hardest. But, you know, hey, we hey, it wasn't five months in between each episode, was it, this time? No. We're getting better. We're getting better. We're getting better. Uh, but, you know, life. You know how it is out there. It's horrible. Um, it really is. <laughs> um, but yes. Uh, but you know what's not horrible? This podcast. So we're hoping you're enjoying it. Let's get in this episode. All right. So this week, uh, it feels like it's been forever. It's my turn. Um, uh, uh, and um, remind me, Lee, because I live in California and I partake <laughs> in the devil's lettuce. What movie did we watch last week? Your movie or my movie? Your movie. Well, what was the last episode? The last, okay, the last movie we watched was my choice, and it was Creep Show. Creep Show, yes, I thought so. I thought so. I was like, what the fuck? I couldn't remember if that was like farther back or whatever. Um, it was so after ago. seeing that, I w- like this movie wasn't really inspired by Lee's choice at all. This was a very random movie <laughs> for me to pick. This is a random movie that I had seen when I was a kid. This isn't a kid's movie. Yeah, this is just no. uh, Steven Spielberg drama comedy. Um, yeah, and, uh, the, I should say the title, uh, The Terminal. Many of you probably don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> uh, which is crazy because a lot of people watched it. But now. yes, because this movie had a budget of sixty million dollars, but it made two hundred eighty or two twenty. A movie like, like this. If you release this in theaters, would not make that much money now. No, no, it'd make pennies. They would just no one would go see it. It would be like a Netflix movie or something. This would be an Amazon original. Um, Or that, yeah. But I love this movie. It's one of those movies. I think I watched it like for the first time when I was a kid, like on TNT. It has very TNT vibes. <laughs> um, this would be like a lot of Spielberg like his TNT back in the day, especially would do like there would be like Steven Spielberg Day or like his TNT was like all movies. Like that was back when TNT, USA Today, and TBS were just movies and reruns mm-hmm. of television shows. It was the good old days before original content started ruining everything. Um, the original content. So TNT would do like days of like Tom Hanks or like fucking. Yeah, Steven uh, Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. So I probably saw it at some point on that. Or FX. This is FX vibes, a, too. Make, like, a big event out of, like, uh, Saving Private Ryan or something. Yes, yes. And they would show, like, two Tom Hanks movies before it. Or FX would do, like, a whole, like, like behind... They would do, like, basically the DVD extras, but, yeah. like, during the movie. It was... God... TBS did the same thing, but with like a cooking show. God, I remember man. that. Such yeah. a good times back then. Before they, that was the original content. The original content was centered around the reruns of these movies, but it was before streaming and stuff. They were so like, like nowadays you can go segments. watch Castaway or fucking The Terminal whenever you want. It's on fucking Prime or Netflix or whatever. Back then you'd be like, oh shit, they're sh- they're rerunning fucking The Terminal. I haven't seen that movie in fucking two years. Like it's like but they're doing a little segment in front of it. Yeah, or like, oh, I remember watching the new X-Men movie when it came out in movie theater. Like, oh, the FX is doing a cool DVD commentary God, thing on yeah, it. Yeah, the very first one from <sighs> almost 25 years ago. God, my head hurts. Um but yes, uh, this movie because this movie is old. This movie came out in 2004. Um Yep. Uh, and I just, it, I, it's a, it's, it's a fun Tom Hanks movie. It's a Tom Hanks movie. There's no like, it, there's some like saddish moments, but it's not really like, yeah. And like he, he gets fucked over a lot, but like he also has it pretty good once he gets things going. Like he's making like fucking more money than I'm making now, uh, while just doing construction inside this terminal. I, uh, um, nineteen an hour. Yeah. So, well, before we get too, too far, let me give you a little synopsis. 
when Viktor Narvatsky, Tom Hanks, an Eastern European tourist, arrives at JFK in New York, war breaks out in his country and he finds himself caught up in international politics. Because of the war, the Department of Homeland Security won't let him enter or exit the United States. He's trapped at UFK, JFK, my bad, <laughs> uh, indefinitely. Living While living at the airport, Victor falls for a flight attendant, Catherine Zeta-Jones. She may have feelings for him too, but what good is love if Victor can't leave the terminal? Um, so yeah, basically, mm. it's a he comes from like a fictitious Eastern European nation. Um, like yeah. the collapse of the U, uh, Soviet Union would have still been in people's uh, like recent-ish memory. Uh, even in the early 2000s, that should That's only crazy, happen like yeah. 10 years before that. That's very interesting. So yeah. you would still get like movies based off like these Eastern European nations. Um, and like you get the Yugoslavian crisis had only happened a few years before that, even like more recent than that. Yeah. I feel so they like were kind of used to that, like that happening in Eastern Europe. I feel like Europe. the script was probably written like a few years before this, that when that stuff, yeah, was probably more fresh. So. That and then even sense. in 2004, it was just like, you know, she was news. Um, but yeah, so like he's from this ficti uh, fictitious uh, Eastern European nation. Like it says, the army does a coup. Uh, it starts a civil war in the nation between the, the loyalists of the government and this the coup government. Uh, but whatever, you don't really hear. You, you only get snippets of that yes. uh, on the news throughout the movie when he's like trying to get updated on it. But he gets trapped. His country revokes all the passports um, when it had the coup government when they first take control. So like the yeah, there's this weird limbo where he gets kind of like he just falls into a crack that no one thought would exist. Like no one Which, thought in real life also doesn't. Exist. Yeah, like this shit would get handled. He'd be sent like a like a an, a lawyer that would represent him, paid by the government or some shit. That's how America works. Um, I mean, it might take months and months and months and months. I'm not saying it'd be quick, but. I don't think they, they 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 would have put him up in a hotel before they just leave him in the airport. Yeah, it's, it's it would so, be even it's, it'd be even kind of so worse for him because he would have been stuck in a hotel room. Yeah, like I it's almost. Still... But then and, and you don't have a movie then. Um, but yeah, so he gets stuck in the uh, yeah. the thing uh, the terminal. the The guy who runs the JFK is this asshole who well, just cares it, about promotion. He doesn't run JFK. He runs the, the immigration. Yeah, he department. runs them and he's trying to get to the point to be the one who runs JFK. Um, he runs all the security. So he's like basically running it. Um, and like, he just doesn't want any blimps on his record right before he's supposed to go up for this like big interview to become the head of JFK. Um, so he's just like, he wants his problem to go away. So at first he tries to kind of just lay, lead on to the fact, like he tells him like, Oh, he's not allowed to leave. Never expects him to actually just stay because there's nothing yeah. really stopping him. But like, because what he wants him to do is the second he takes a step outside the terminal, the police arrest him and he goes to a fucking, uh, it's out of his head hair. And he goes to, it goes to like uh, immigration at that point. Right. It's yeah. no longer his problem. Um, but right now it's like a Homeland Security issue. Uh, so he's part of Homeland Security because he runs like the, 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 the security of JFK, which would be a huge thing. Like, it's like, uh, yeah. Like a full on police force and military, like paramilitary group. Um, They're very strict about their immigration, letting like uh, travelers from other countries in. Too. Oh, yeah. It's they it's spooky coming into America. On. It's spooky coming into America. As a, so, like, is it, like, is you're coming home or a tourist? Because, like, there's just guys everywhere. There's dogs and fucking guys with machine guns. And just, like, they look like just, like, full-on military. It's kind of spooky. Cops everywhere. Um, yeah. Very intimidating. But I guess it has to be. Um, I wish it was a little more streamlined. Uh, but, yes. Um... So he gets told, and he doesn't know English at this point, which is the, the sad thing in the beginning, too. He, has, he knows, like, a couple words of English. Um, but he eventually gets it through his mind that, like, because he gets, like, let out, and they and then they're, like, they're not letting him out, and he's just kind of wandering, and then he looks on the, the news, and then he just sees, like, oh, his country, like, he sees his country's name, and, like, words saying, like, oh, war and stuff, but it's, like, an English progress, so he can't understand what the broadcast is saying, but he can understand from the pictures. It looks like wars happening. And yeah. that's where his like family is, his friends. 
Yeah. So like, imagine just like being in a like a foreign country. You find out your home country's at war. You know, you don't understand the language that you're that that's spoken in the place that you're at. No one speaks your language, so you're just kind of fucked. Yeah, it's a pretty messed up situation. So he goes like. Once he realizes he's stuck in the terminal and he's stuck at the airport, he he just start. I he's just kind of like a. It's like the stereotypical like Eastern European person. Like they're just hard workers. So he immediately just starts learning English. Like he just spends all of his day because what else is he to do? Also, like he's probably just bored. Um, he finds like this kind of like abandoned part of the uh, airport that's getting remodeled. Makes makeshift like camp there. Um, he starts. Uh, Eventually, like he makes like a mural and he makes a bed and everything. He does fountain. a bunch of yeah. crazy. Makes a fountain. Yeah, he he's definitely he he'll eventually get a construction job in the airport. Um, I'll tell you in a second the reason, in a second why he needs money because like what did the airport just give him free food? Well, they gave him some food vouchers, but he loses those. Yeah. And even if he didn't lose them, he didn't have enough to last like how long he was at the airport. He was there for almost like a year. You get stuck there for almost a year. Um, but yeah, so like he goes back, he has like an English dictionary, like his language, the English dictionary. So he's just like, just t- and he just watches TV all day and he teaches himself English. Uh, he's getting kind of tired of eating uh, crackers and mustard and <laughs> like crackers yeah, and like sure. ketchup. Yeah. So, and drinking water fountain water. So what he learns that if you return the carts at JFK, you get a quarterback. So he starts going around rounding up people's carts and gets money. And guess what product placement? He buys a lot of Burger King. a lot of Burger King, yeah. And, you know, it worked. I wanted Burger King. (laughs) I might get Burger King in the next few weeks as, like, my weekly treat. Um, It looked pretty good. This last week I treated myself to Mickey D's. It was good, ladies and gentlemen. Check out that Mickey D's app. It's pretty decent. Um, but yes, fat we're not guy sponsored things. by McDonald's. No. Yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> I don't think we'd be missing an episode if we were sponsored by McDonald's. We'd be making bungo bucks, and we wouldn't say half the things we say. Um, and then it wouldn't be as fun. I don't know. Making a lot of money is fun. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah. Um. So yeah. So, uh, but then the terminal guy trying to get him, like he's trying to force him to leave. So he's trying to make it miserable for him. So he creates a new department uh, and basically gives a new job, to, uh, creates a new job of a guy who go rounds up the carts and t- turns them in so no one gets the quarters. So taking away his source of money, which is kind of fucked up because you're taking away his source of eating. Yeah. Um, yeah, that guy just comes out of nowhere. He's like, yeah, it's my job to do this. Mm. Yeah, and he couldn't even return him one last time to get some money, some little more money, but whatever. Uh, that's when like, uh, he starts like eating the crackers again. That's when he starts getting desperate. And like one night he's just kind of like, uh, bored and fed up. So he like notices like the, the, the remodel job. He just starts working. He just starts uh, doing like what, like what looks like they were doing, like finishing the job. And like, he, he's listening to his music. He's not paying attention. And behind him, that's the construction crew. The, the, the guy who runs the construction crew, comes out of nowhere like he's just watching him and he's just like and they're like holy shit man this is some good work like like this is and he did it looks like he did this like in a night like this is like, and they're, yeah and they're like they're, does he work for like good others he work for crew two over in the east wing like so like they have he's just like i don't know but i want him for my team so like he just offers him a job right then and there and tom cruise is like oh oh thank you so much thank you so much tom i don't hanks. know why he's italian but tom hanks yeah i don't know why he's italian but you know he's like oh thank, thank you, you. His, yeah, we're not good at accents here if you can't tell. Ter- <laughs> but honestly, I don't think. Never mind. Never oh, yeah, mind. yeah, yeah. We get it. Lee doesn't like Tom Hanks because Tom Hanks doesn't I like- acknowledge that he's not his father. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lee's that uh, the unknown brother of the Hanks family. Oh, yeah, the other black sheep besides Chet. Chet is a hero, first of all. Is he? I don't know, no. <laughs> um, but, uh, so he gets a job. He's making good money. They even yes. make a joke. The guy's just like, how much is he making? He's like, 19 an hour. He's like, 
that's more than I make. <laughs> like, it's just like, like you're, you're the head of security at JFK. And you're not making $19. Yeah, that's I mean, it's 2004, but what the fuck? It's um, crazy. Yeah, it is really crazy. Um, but in this whole time, the he kind of like meets this uh, uh, stewardess, uh, Zeta Jones, uh, just oof, beautiful lady. Um, yeah, and like he first notices her, and she's like obviously with some dude, some douchebag. Um, yeah, and like because they kind of have like a little flirtatious thing, but then she notices him. Uh, the second time he thinks she's waving at him, but she's he's waving at the guy, and he gets like kind of embarrassed. But like you know, like over time they're talking more, uh, like and more. And, she like, slips. Remember? Yeah, she keeps slipping. He keeps because helping her. Because that asshole janitor. Yeah, the janitor, what he'll do is, like, set up. Uh, and, I mean, it's just, like, also, like, he'll set up, like, w- uh, water spots, like, in obvious places. Like, he'll mop an obvious place where people are going to walk through. But he sets up a ton of cones around it, like, showing, like, hey, there's like this is wet. But he loves, he knows people won't read things. People don't read signs. So everyone, he just sits there and watches as the people walk through, and they just slip, and he goes, ah. Yeah. And then that guy's really antagonistic towards Tom Hanks. In the yeah, beginning. he thinks he's like a, um, an, a, a corporate spy, basically, like a government spy that's going to like get them fired for things. And he has good reason to think that because he murdered a man in, <laughs> in India. India. yeah. So he was facing deportation. You don't um, find that out until way later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, the, the old man starts coming around to him a little earlier than that once he finds out, like, oh, he's stuck here and he's not actually a spy and stuff. But he's still a curmudgeon old man until he finds out later yeah. on uh, Tom Hanks' sacrifice. Um, so, like, he's building relationships and the it's the movie's just about him, like, build, like living in an airport and being a pretty extroverted, like, Tom Hanks character person. And like he just and he just gets a job and he's just making friends with everybody. He's getting fed through. Uh, oh, the I forgot to say like the one way he starts surviving uh, in between getting the job and uh, with food is what the got one of the guys that delivers food to the airplanes starts feeding him because uh, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks' character has a connection to this one custom agent because he goes there every single day to get to fill out his form and get denied. Uh, because he's hoping one day he won't get denied, but it's the form to get base your visa. Um, and who's playing that? Zoe Saldana. That really surprisingly, yeah, it's Zoe Saldana. A young Zoe Saldana. Very too. young. It's crazy. And the guy who she hasn't aged a fucking. It's crazy. Minute. Yeah. yeah, she's yeah. She looks basically the same now. It's crazy. And then you also got the guy who's helping him is the guy who plays uh, Cassian Andor in Star Wars. Star Wars Rogue One. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. the new show, Andor. I like Rogue One. Um, I don't. But Andor, uh, I just watched the first episode of that. It's pretty decent. What's Andor? It's a show on Disney+. Plus. Star Wars? Yeah. Oh. It takes place a few years before Rogue One, I think. And oh, is years. it about that character, though? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's actually... Pretty decent, even though I hate Star it's Wars. It's crazy about Zoe Saldana because she's like in her twenties in this, and like now she's forty, and she looks like she's maybe aged eight years. Yeah, yeah, it's like and maybe like she could easily pass for thirty, easily aged like fine. And wine. you could believe that like oh she just I don't know it's insanity. Somehow some people are just so genetically gifted. I get it; she's rich and millionaires, but some people are just also. You get the money and the genetics, you're just fucking set. Like she's gonna look crazy good when she's like seventy, because she's gonna look fifty. God, yeah. those normie troglodytes out and here, man. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty crazy how her like she yeah, blew this, up just a few. Years this movie after. is like kind of like a stepping stone for so many like Spielberg has a talent for finding like actors who and then just putting them in a role like all she was was push. custom agent and like Tom Hanks helps the uh, the food tray guy and her fall in love that plot line's a little weird because like it's pretty like active at first 
And then it just kind of just doesn't get mentioned anymore. And then they're getting married. <laughs> and you're just yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, you never got the point where, like, I mean, you got the point where she said yes to a date. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. But it was cute. I still thought little... it was cute. And especially when I, nostalgia feelings. I remember this movie was a lot better when I was a kid, too. I will say that. I still enjoyed it nowadays. I hadn't watched it in a long time. Uh, the mm-hmm. reason why I picked this was, like, we were just watching his movie last time. And I was just thinking, like, I was probably zoning out a little bit during one of the <laughs> Yeah. And I was just thinking, uh, oh, what am I going to show Lee next? And I wasn't hating what we were watching, so I'm like, oh, it's, I'm not going to punish him. Um, even though, oh, I won't tell you guys on this, but Lee, I got my, then my uh, is my episode the next BMI? Yes. I got it. I already got it picked, too. You're going to love it. Uh, oh, am I? Yeah, yeah. I'll show you it after the, the, the episode ends, a little behind the scenes. I'll say off mic, you know, as those rich comedians say about celebrities when they want to, when they want to talk shit, but they can't say it on the podcast. Um, but um, so I was just like, huh, huh, what do I want to? And then I was just because like, I've thought about this movie since we basically uh, created the podcast. Like this is because when I was thinking about originally, like all the movies I wanted to show Lee that I've never he was never going to watch or just hadn't watched. Uh, this was actually one of the like, cause this is like a real nostalgia kid movie for me. So like, it's one of those That's, core wow. memory movies. It's random. This is, um, this is a Spielberg movie. That... I love Tom Hanks growing up though. I really love Tom. Hanks. I did too. And yet... I still do. I don't care if he's on any list out there. There's a lot of people on <laughs> a lot of lists. Been, his name hasn't been uh, proven yet. Yeah, but. A lot of lists out there with a lot of names on it. And also, I don't care. I like movies. Um, you can just watch the movie. I'm poor. I don't care. I can't help you. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, we'll take the politician ones down. How about that? I don't care about that. <laughs> can we leave the actor ones alone, please? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Don't cancel me. Um,. But yeah, I love oh, Tom yeah. Hanks, so I saw a lot of Tom Hanks movies growing up. I've seen most of Tom Hanks movies, except for like some of the more recent ones like uh, Sully and Captain Phillips. Um, well, that, those were a few years ago. But there was yeah. also that one that came out last year. What was it called? It was a man. Autumn. Yeah, man. Yeah, I want to watch that. Autumn. I'll probably watch that and show you it. Okay. And I want to read the book, too. Um the book is called A Man Called Ove because it's like a Swedish book or something. If you can see how hard my fist is clenching. Like yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I was like, oh, I'm going to show the terminal. And like that that's how simple these things go. Um, cool story. Bro. <laughs> and like showing Lee this movie, I was just like. It's interesting. I knew Lee wasn't going to love it. But I also have seen Bridge of Spies with Lee. And that's like a just a. Yeah, yeah, so Lee likes Spielberg. He likes Tom Hanks. Not every movie has to be, uh, especially when he knows it's Spielberg or Tom Hanks, it's not going to have to be some action packed thing. It doesn't have to be full on comedy, like nonstop. So I was like, maybe there's a chance because I also hadn't seen the movie in years and years and years and years and years. So I didn't really remember it fully. Um, So I was like, there's a chance Lee might really like this. Spoiler alert, that's not true. Even I can tell that. I'm not saying Lee hated this film, but there was no big rarumphus when the the movie was going on. There was a couple like, oh, that person's in this? There was a couple scenes where, like, but most of the time Lee was just, just kind of watching it. Yeah, he didn't like completely fall asleep or zone out like he does through some of my movies. And there's nothing some I of hated. His. He was kind of just watching it the whole time. Just it's a movie. Um, it's a very decently made film. Yeah, it's well shot. It's a Spielberg movie, so yeah, it's still edited and shot. And I mean, it's two thousand four. Um, but it's also like one of those like movies that's like really blue. It has the um, you know, this is definitely like I can tell like you know, they Spielberg turn the brought... colors down to be like this is a dramedy, it's not full comedy. <laughs> yeah, it definitely um has Spielberg's 
longtime cinematographer since uh, Schindler's List, Janusz Kaminski, who loves to have this thing where like every window is just this giant blur blob of light. Yeah. Um, that just fucking completely like oversaturates everything. Um, or not oversaturates, but yeah, it's you just can't see outside too. It's, it's just like a big. I don't it's know. Bright. I feel like yeah, maybe Spielberg could have used a. I mean, he's been using this guy for the last fucking like thirty something years at this point. Um. But yeah, I feel like for this movie, that look just doesn't really work. Kind of reminds me a little bit of like his more intense movies, I guess. His more thriller-ish movies that he made around that time. Like, my have you ever seen Minority Report? No. With Tom Cruise? No. Wow. I might show you that. I think I'll definitely show you that movie because that's a pretty interesting movie. It's a cool sci-fi action movie. Um, Sure. (laughs) You've seen AI, right? Yeah. I love AI. I'm one of the few people who probably actually really loves that movie. (laughs) I don't like AI. You're not alone. There's a lot of people who don't like it. It's mostly because the ending, I'm just like, oh, it's stupid. Everybody, because they're not like aliens. A... They're not aliens at the end, even though they look like aliens. They're, they just su- human... they're super advanced humans. mecha. Oh. No, super advanced robots. Yeah, because humans died out. Yes. Planet froze over. Mm-hmm. And now it's just, ro- there's robots. Like the leftovers yeah. just kept advancing. Yeah, I I really like AI. Probably one of my favorite Spielberg movies, to be honest. Even though I know a lot of people really hate it for whatever reasons. Mostly, yeah, because of the ending. Um, but yeah, Minority Report. Because they're like mechas that like then give him a last wish and like recreate his mom for like a day. Yeah. But like also, if they, couldn't they have just... But that's really like if you... Hooked want... him up and do a, like a computer world and gave him the life he wanted? And then just shut him down when he died in that life. Well, if you really, if you're paying attention, he really he shuts himself down once his mother dies. Yeah, I know, but like you didn't need to do that. <laughs> it's really sad for the teddy bear that's hanging out with him the whole time, the super sentient teddy bear who he basically just leaves hanging. He'll be with the super the, machines in the, fu- in the far future, which is horrible. Everything's just really white, and, and I don't know what kind of like these emotionless, weird. Yeah, like I don't know what like life is. It's just these mecha. And Earth is dead. It's the frozen wasteland. They're in like New York City, the remnants of like New York City. Which is just a giant like ice ball now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the build some like somehow. I mean, that's kind of. Movie logic, but somehow the sky, some of the skyscrapers are still standing, even though they're like frozen solid and it's been thousands of years. <laughs> yeah, like that movie is just come on. Yeah, no, I like AI. I like the robot movie with uh, Robin Williams, Bicentennial Man. That's a good movie. I don't hate that movie as much as again, that's another movie that a lot of people like to rag on. Um, I can't remember how he becomes a real human. He like goes through all these different like procedures, and then eventually he becomes an actual human, and he dies with, with, lady, with his yeah. old lady with his love. love. Who he, I love. Like, I remember watched that. grow up as a child, which is a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> if you think about it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. They don't make movies like that. This is, yeah, this is a type of movie that's what they call a a, a vehicle for Tom Hanks. A star vehicle. You know, a movie that just, you know, it's built around a movie star. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole movie was Tom Hanks. He's the biggest star in the movie. And, you know, we don't really have, unfortunately, we don't really have movie stars anymore. No. So, it's, yeah, watching this, it's another one of those things where it just feels like we're watching something from a bygone era. I know, it's kind of crazy. But, I like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the way this movie kind of ends is like, uh, Zeta Jones uh, is always going back to this dude. So the romance is kind of like left up in the air because she kind of like, she goes back to the dude, but just to get like a favor for Tom Hanks's character. Um, but she ultimately doesn't need anyway, and it gets denied anyway, and he doesn't need it. Um, mm-hmm. And like, and he eventually gets it like, through he gets like the the war ends in his country he gets uh uh he gets finally let out and everyone's there to like oh go like oh my god you go out they're like giving him gifts and he's made, basically made friends with every single person that works at the airport and they all love him of course cuz he's Tom Hanks um, he's Tom Hanks he's uh he sees Zeta Jones uh, like on the way out and they kind of smile at each other and then like she goes off and he goes off uh Forgot to say, the whole reason he had come to America was because his dad was a huge uh, jazz fan. And his throughout his whole life, he just wrote letters. He really liked this one uh, jazz band, which was made up of like 30 different people. Um, a lot of them were like really famous. Yeah, a lot of them would go musicians. on to be extremely, like, extremely famous uh, band mus- musicians. So he, uh, the dad really liked him. So what he just, and he, he knew he's never going to go to America. So he, but he really wanted their autographs. So he just started writing, uh, one of them. And then that guy wrote, sent him back an autograph. And that kind of sparked this thing where he just started writing each one until they each, and he would send him multiple letters until they eventually sent him an autograph. And, but sadly he had died. Before he could could get get the the last last one. one. So Tom Hanks is being like a good son. Uh, Because he was always carrying around this uh, uh, thing of peanuts. Yeah, they thought was a thing of peanuts. And they're like, what's in the the can? What's in the can? Uh, But he only ever tells Zeta Jones' character uh, what's in it and shows her and stuff. And it's just all the autographs. Uh, So he has brought, and he's also brought like a little, like, so it's basically you can put the other one in there and then he's going to go back to his home country and like probably like bury it with his dad or something. Um, so he finally gets out uh, and he he takes a cab and he's just like, whoa. And like he gets, he goes to the jazz uh, house, asks the guy uh, for an autograph and then he goes home. Yep, that's that's basically it. Yeah, and like once again, my movies, I just I'm I'm more of like the average movie guy. I just like I like I'm not thinking of what I mean by that is I'm not just like, well, I watched this movie because this producer was on it, this guy was on it, this sermon. I don't know the cinematography people. I don't know. I don't barely know. I know the director only because it's Steven Spielberg, and only because Lee said it. Exactly. I didn't know this was a Steven Spielberg movie. You didn't know? No, I didn't remember at least. Until you said it when we were watching well, it. Well, yeah, this is a very different. And type I would have remembered when I seen movie. it came on. Yeah, like when I think Steven Spielberg, I think like sci-fi and. You think the big blockbusters. Yeah. Like Jaws, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, E.T. Stuff like that. Always starring Richard Dreyfuss. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, now that we've done a little talking about the movie, let's get some uh, trivia going on. You know, everyone loves trivia. There's not much trivia on this movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I can say them actually all without Lee going like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, wait, uh, there's... Oh, 29 more. My Jesus Christ. I'm not going to read them all. Don't worry. I'm not going to read the big old ones. In a deleted scene, Nervotsky gets help using a phone card and says, home phone, home phone. Steven Spielberg cut it because he didn't want comparisons to E.T. Uh, and the famous line, phone home. Well, that's funny. I mean, that makes sense. He'd be like, no, this is its own thing. I don't do callbacks because I'm not fun. 
Um, You're a poop fart. The note on the photocopy of the hand of the hand attached to the sign, "All Gates," says, "Free the goat." <laughs> oh, I get it. That's a reference. Eh, see, he does like callbacks if they're a little bit more clever. Okay. Because that's a callback to Jurassic Park, you asshole. Boo, fuck that shit. Uh, The recreated airport airport took 16 weeks to build, contained over 120,000 square feet of glass, 75,000 square feet of floor space, large enough to hold 600 extras, and was fitted with 2,000 miniature lights. It also included working escalators and real food courts. (laughs) That's kind of cool. Wow, they recreated it. That's really cool. So it was a set. Yeah, that's cool. That was a really good set. Spielberg it, knows how to do it. And the scene where Victor and other people sing the Croatian, Croatian national anthem, they sing the anthem of Albania in gibberish words. <laughs> uh, Tom Hanks' father-in-law is of Bulgarian origin. His character, Victor Novartsky, speaks Bulgarian. Oh, oh so that's They really just like smushed up these things. Officer Torres goes to Star Trek conventions. I forgot that was one oh, thing yeah, she did. She was, was a pretty, Trekkie. That was pretty crazy. God. Dressed as a Yeoman Rand, Zoe Zaldana later played Uhura, Uhura. Uhura uh, in Star Trek 2009 and its sequels. So that's kind of yeah. I forgot she was a Trekkie. It was funny. She like did her hand thing and it was like what mm-hmm. Lee was like. Oh my god! It's like love they, even more right there. It's like they knew. Um, they knew she was going to be in Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after he talks to Amelia about Napoleon Bonaparte, uh, shout out to the Napoleon movie we watched, gave to Josephine after conquering Bavaria, Victor puts his right hand in his jacket, a pose famously used by Napoleon's several portraits. And, oh my God, the, another big sponsor in this movie was Borders. We didn't even talk about that. That was so crazy. I know. Seeing a border. There's a lot of stores that you see in this uh, movie that do not exist That had anymore. product placement in a 2004 movie, and then it, within a few years couldn't hope to afford to even keep their stores open. The yet alone Disco- paying for a movie. Yeah, the Discovery Channel The Discovery store. store, which now just sells toys in like toy stores, basically, and Barnes and & Nobles and Walmarts and shit. Yep. Um, the bo- Borders... Which was just like, God damn it. Like, because Barnes & Noble doesn't pay for, like, advertising at all. That's why we survived and they didn't. Um, but it was, he, they spent a lot of time in the border. Like, for some reason, also, they had to walk through the borders to get to, like, the borders was, like, right below. Um, Conveniently placed. Uh, where the, uh, the security at main office was. So, like, it was kind of funny. Like, it, they, like, yeah, it's right in the center of the action. It was a cool-looking borders. Especially for an airport. For an airport, yeah. Um, it's a little too elaborate. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Um, but God, that's crazy because like six years later, that store they go bankrupt, which is like, damn. I miss Borders. I mean, I'm uh, may or may not be a ploy for Barnes and Noble, but like yeah. I liked going to Borders. It was a different feel. Yeah, it was different in its own. Yeah, in its own way. But hell, when they went out of business, Barnes and Noble bought up all their uh, private property, like all their uh, prop uh, copyright property. So you know they live on a little bit. All their publishing houses and stuff, whatever, all the rights they owned. Um, selected as the opening film of the two thousand four Venice Film Festival. It's kind of funny, very two thousand four. <laughs> yeah, uh, like there's like no cell phones or anything. It's crazy. Uh, Tom Hanks was attached to the project long before Steven Spielberg came on board. Oh, so this really was just a Tom Hanks vehicle from the very beginning. I'm just saying. I didn't say nothing. This guy has like uh, schizophrenia. Is hearing voices. Um, Tony Randall appears uncredited in the "I Love New York" television advertisement in the movie. Huh. It's a little thing. Okay. Spiel- Steven Spielberg's first movie to utilize a digital intermediate. Okay. I'm really honest. I don't know what that means. I don't either. Uh, Bernie Mac, RIP. I love Bernie Mac. He's so funny. Was considered for a role, but had to pull out due to a scheduling conflict. Oh, that's that's probably, probably the role be. of the... Oh, he would have been better. You don't like Chai McBride? I do, but I like t- Bernie Mac so much better. 
now I can see him in the role too. I just think the role would have like been funnier. Um, because the other guy's more serious. He was like yeah. a little too serious to be that laid back kind of fun. Don't give a fuck about his job, black guy. Bernie Mac would have been perfect for it. Uh, Sandrin Kwan and Alicia Osha's W. Who? Where? Oh, right there. Um. Yeah, I don't know who those people are. I have no idea. When Amelia Warren says that she's 39, Victor says that he was 39 once. Tom Hanks was 39 when Toy Story premiered. Wow. That's weird. <laughs> oh, Sasha Spielberg. A little cameo. The girl with the suitcase that Victor tries to help in Steven Spiel- is, is Steven Spielberg's, Spielberg's daughter. daughter. Oh, that's kind of cool. She never nice. went anywhere. Um, okay. Have you ever heard of Sasha Spielberg in movies? Okay, but maybe she doesn't want to be. Like, I don't know. I don't think you're just being a little defensive of your favorite director. Um, oh, there's more. There's cotton. There's a lot of continuity errors. <laughs> That's Steven Spielberg. He just, when, you know, when Amelia is giving the... Victor his emergency visa, he takes it to the takes it in the first shot. But then in the second shot, Amelia has it and is giving it to him again. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Uh, when Frank shows Victor what happened to his country, chips get all over Victor. In the next scene, all the chips disappear. Because like, he's always just so focused on uh, like, what's actually happening in the scene that sometimes he, you know... When they do a few takes, you know, they might forget. He forgets they're supposed to be covered in chips. Yeah, or like this item that was in the fore. Oops, uh, this item that was in the foreground is now like somehow in the background. It's like, huh, okay. Little things like that kind of get lost when you know you're working hours and hours and hours with with actors, and you're trying to develop the heart. You know, the main meat of the scene. Yeah. We don't gotta go. I don't want to tear my own movie apart, so I'm not gonna go through a bunch of those. Uh, there's some. Oh, my stuff's throwing up. Sorry, guys. I think my dog just threw up, but it's fine. Um, Ooh. spoiler. Part of the closing credit credits of the prominent cast and crew use their actual signature. This follows. With a secondary plot of Victor trying to get the glass signature from the memory of his deceased father, as well as his tribute to the Star Trek film, Star Trek. Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered, Undiscovered Country, Country, which did the same, same thing. thing. Yes. I wonder why he was shouting out Star Trek so much in this. Very weird. Yeah. Because uh, you know Spielberg is best friends with Mr. Jorge, George Lucas. Who, of course, is uh, famous for uh, Howard the Duck. Oh, yes. The greatest movie of all time. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Uh, the flight schedule board boards display the studio credit and the film title. Oh, that's funny. They call him Howard the Duck. Oh, <laughs> uh, here's some, let's get in some local quotes. Uh, Amelia, I have to go. Victor, I have to stay. Amelia, story of my life. Victor, me too. <laughs> oh God, Businessman slash passenger <laughs> in the bathroom. Victor is shaving in the bathroom. Ever feel like you're living in an air in an airport? Victor's like, oh, do you understand? What is silly? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm having too much, too much fun. He's having too much fun, ladies and gentlemen. You could have any man you wanted. Why Victor Nervatsky? Amelia. That's something a guy like you could never understand. That was like the guy who was the head of security. Yeah. The, the Tooch. The asshole. The Tucci. Stanley Tucci. He's just a bastard. He's very good in this movie. Yeah. He's a good asshole. Um, I I just keep ingesting these poisonous men until I make myself sick. You're not sick, Amelia. You're no, you're a little farsighted. Eat to bite, bite to eat. 
bite to eat, 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 bite to eat. That's when he's learning English. <laughs> I realize that halfway through the quote. <laughs> you only realize it halfway through. All right, Lee. You're sentenced to two years of writing my name over and over. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. This movie's not going to have some cra- too many crazy quotes, and I don't want to do an accent over and over that's horrible and making people's ears bleed. You got the problem. You got the problem. bibbidi bobbidi boo I am also Italian. Um, <laughs> let's get into everyone's favorite segment. Huh? We haven't done it in a while. What could it be? We have some questions. Questions? Questions? For who? For Lee. For me? For Lily. For me? We have questions for Lee, everyone. Ask away, motherfucker. Uh, First question is, Lee, why do you think you had never seen this movie? It doesn't seem like a movie you would have actively, like, not seen. Like, avoided? And it also seems like a movie you would have just watched because it was a Steven Spielberg movie. I don't know. This movie just kind of slipped past my radar. Like, when it came out, like, I remember... Seeing some like trailers so you knew for it. about it. Yeah, it just like I don't know. It just it was a movie that's never like I never was just like rushed like, oh I gotta see that, even though it's you know, it's Steven Spielberg, it's just like, eh, I'll watch it. Like it's one of those things like maybe I'll watch it eventually. If I feel like I want to marathon some of like his movies that I haven't seen. Hmm. Well, I mean, now I I've seen it. Yeah, you can add that to the check that off the list. Yeah, and you showed me the his the, life story. His the Fablemans. Yeah. Yes, his most recent film. Um. Riley. Um. Hmm. I really just want to ask you. I was like, what are your thoughts on this movie? Well. It's been a, you know, it's been a couple weeks. Um I I I mean, I there's nothing that I can say like I really like disliked about it other than well, I mean, you're going to ask me, I guess, what I what my favorite and least favorite things are, so I want to try and tread carefully. Um but I do feel like this movie, while uh, having, you know, a pretty likable cast um, and, and characters, and actually having a surprising amount of moments where, like, like you actually really get to, you actually get, like, some decent like backstory for these char- for a lot of these characters. Yeah, because it takes over so much time, and the movie isn't like well, it's not super long. It's pretty long. It's like, a, it's like what two hours ish. Two plus hours, yeah. But I just feel like yeah, there's still like it tries to juggle so much, like the stuff with the you know Tom Hanks's home country, and then him making a life in the the airport and then all the, char- the all the other stories with all these other characters and then there's some characters like Catherine Zeta Jones like kind of like isn't in the movie They do for a have while. a little too many like little like subplots going on but I mean your big complaint about my movies usually is like there's nothing happening now there's so much happening No and it's We not- can't keep a lot <laughs> I mean I can't keep up um no. Honestly, I would prefer this uh, to some of your other movies. Rude. Um, but, yeah, it's just like, there's not really a whole lot to say about it. Fuck you, Lee. This movie is only two hours and eight minutes. Fucking saying it. Two and a half. <laughs> Sorry, it felt a little longer to me. Your um, existence feels too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just like I would a good question to ask is where would I rank this with other Spielberg movies so I'll answer so I'll answer that question for you fuck you um 
So this movie. This is where Lee's smelling his own fart, by the way. Yes. <laughs> this movie, I would definitely say, is mid-level Spielberg. This I would rank with movies like Warhorse, Hook. Fuck you. Legit fuck you. Yeah. Hook is an amazing Hook movie. Is you can it's literally lose yourself. Really, like I'm actually in a being forest. a lot nicer than most people. Most people. Really well, most people can go suck a fart out my ass. Everybody likes that movie because of the nostalgia. It's it's movie's fine. great. It's fine. It's it's Spielberg doing a straight up. The scene movie. where he they're eating all the food is the, one of the best scenes in the cinema to, uh, history. Fucking I like re- Dustin Hoffman. You're not allowed to watch any Robin Hill's Robin, Robin Hood, Williams, Williams movie movies going forward. If you're disrespecting him like that. He's he's great in that It's movie. like saying Will Smith is a better Him and genie Dustin than... Hoffman are the best things in that movie. They're both really great. Um but the movie itself is fine. It's Spielberg doing a standard kids movie. Fuck you. Um I'd also rank this with like War of War of the Worlds. That's a great movie too. It's a good. It's better again. A better movie than people give it credit for. God, fuck people. But still, kind of mid. I feel like that movie kind of had uh, falls You're apart in like the the after like the initial invasion. All that stuff is really great in the beginning when the aliens first start just blowing everything up and, and people are just getting vaporizing, and yeah. he's like covered in the ash of people Human and he beings. freaks out when he gets home yeah it's like it's really fucked up and that then his stuff son really like follows in the battle like i gotta go that, that was stupid i hated that what this dumbass fucking kid and no i hated the fact that he comes back at the end they lived yeah you want him to die yeah it's like this movie's already pretty like yeah what about the scene where he has to like kill that dude the crazy guy yeah because he won't shut up Again, I kind of thought that guy was like Tim Robbins was being a little goofy. Um, the CGI like weird like tube thing that's going after them was kind of dumb. That was a dope scene when he gets like they get captured and like he like puts the grenades inside of it. And he's like, "Get down!" <laughs> and then they they're walking around. They start noticing like the vi- like the, the the vines that the things were spreading are starting to die. And they like they start being able to shoot down the the walkers. The scene where they're trying to get on the boat, I remember that that scene being really intense. That's intense, yeah. And just the end, like Morgan Freeman, like and the greatest like, enemy, mid-level Spielberg, I'm is like top tier for like any other mediocre filmmaker. Like these are like still decent, like really decent movies. War Horse is actually a really decent movie. That a lot of people rag on, because oh, they they all like are like happy to see the horse at the end. So what? The horse goes through a lot. <laughs> that horse goes through fucking hell. It literally almost gets killed in the trenches of World War One. Yeah, where they did not give a fuck about horse lives. No, there's horses were dying left and right. Millions of horses died in World War One, which is kind of crazy. So. Yeah, that movie is fine. <laughs> fine. And this movie is fine. So it's mid. All right, well, fuck you. By the way, fuck you, fuck you. Um, Robin Williams forever. Tom Hanks forever. Um, all right, Lee, well, because you're jonesing to do it, what was your favorite thing about this film? Well, obviously, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a huge Steven Spielberg fan, so I'm admiring the filmmaking and the craft and you know there's some really good spielbergian uh moments of filmmaking and and editing um there's like this initial scene where they take uh tom hanks into the terminal and tucci stanley tucci is walking around giving him the tour and it's all or no it's actually i think it's him and the security guard when he's explaining, like, okay, yeah, you you can't really leave, but you can go here and here and here. But it's all done in, like, one long take um, that's following them. Um, and that's, you know, it's pretty impressive. 
you know, Spielberg, of course, has his moments. There's a lot of really, uh, just, there's a really uh, great-looking moment between him and Catherine, Catherine Zeta-Jones when they're, like, in front of his mural, and they're, like, kissing. Mm-hmm. It's like a, you know. Very romantic scene. You know, classic Hollywood moment. Um, And, you know, the the acting from pretty much everybody is really great. Um, it I, really feels like an airport. It feels like an airport. Yeah, it feels like I like the, uh, like, I like Diego Luna and I like Chai McBride. You warm up to the cranky old Indian janitor. You mm-hmm. find out his backstory a little bit. Um, and he actually kind of does a really good thing for Tom Hanks at the end, I guess, by kind of putting himself, sort of sacrificing himself, I guess. Um, not literally. Although he does put himself in kind of danger by almost getting run over by that airplane. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just... It's uh, it's 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 a well put together little movie, and you don't really see little movies like this anymore that are at least released. Where it's in not theaters. just like insanely overcomplicated. It's not like uh, the American getting trapped in the Eastern European country while it's war torn. It's like no, he's just trapped there. He's Burger King. He works for construction. There's borders. There's borders. So yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine for what it is. All right, Lee, then what is your biggest complaint? And I think I know. Well, I think it's a little too long. Again, like I said, like there's just maybe a little too much going on. It's not even that there's too much going on. It's just there's so much going on that I don't think everything gets a real, like not every piece of the story gets a nice payoff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the stuff, like, honestly, I feel like, and you're going to hate me for saying this, the love story between Tom Hanks and Catherine Zeta-Jones feels a little undercooked. Because, again, she disappears for such a long period of the movie Yeah. that it's like, oh, wait, okay, now we want to build this romance between these two characters. It's like, okay, fine. And you do find out a lot about her character, to where she's fleshed out enough to where I, I, I like her, and I like Catherine Zeta-Jones in this movie. I think she does a really good job. Um, but still, like, the relationship between them is still just, like, I don't Could've know. Could have a little more. Just needed one more, maybe one more, honestly, maybe just one more scene between them, and it would have probably would have been a decent romance. Yeah, just a little more progression in the relationship. What did you think of his accent? Oh, boy. That's the big question. Oh. I love Tom Hanks. And I'm sure that he he went over that accent as much as he could to where it tried not to sound like a cartoon character. But all I was thinking was uh, Boris Badenov from fucking like Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> like that's all his remi- his accent was reminding me of, and I was just like, oh, it was kind of con- it was kind of like that Russian accent that an American would do, mm. where it's like it's I think it's meant to be comedic maybe, but you know. With the stakes of the sto- like his story, um, I don't know. I feel like maybe a more slightly not better because he is. I mean, he's Tom Hanks, he's a great dramatic actor, and he has good moments in this movie. He is Tom. You know, he's Tom Hanks. Yeah. Like his performance isn't bad. It's just the accent is just kind of distracting. Because he's like trying to do an accent for a country that doesn't exist. Yeah. So I think So they're like mishmashing a bunch of stuff. I guess he's mainly going for a Bulgarian accent cuz like as the trivia said, uh his 
That's kind of who he, yeah, that's kind of he was speaking that language. Yeah, so I'm sure he probably communicated a lot with his father-in-law. Maybe his father-in-law kind of sounds like that. Maybe that's just Bul- the Bulgarian language, and I'm being incredibly offensive, saying that <laughs> it sounds like a comical uh, cartoon language. Or at least the way that. But Tom, I also can give Tom it to you Hanks. because I mean, it, this is the only time Tom Hanks ever really did an accent in any movie. Yeah. Well, let's see. He's played. I don't know. He's probably played like British characters here and there, and it's kind of probably ridiculous. I don't know. He's a great actor, and I, I, I do respect Tom Hanks as an actor. But, yeah, the accent is just, eh, just a little distracting. Okay, okay. And and I feel like, yeah, the stuff with, uh, like, the coup, I mean, I, I understand, like, you can't really do a whole lot with that, but I feel like that stuff was a little undercooked. Well, really did, that's not really like the story. Like they don't. It doesn't really matter that he. There's like what's going on in the home I country. Guess. All that matters is what happened in the home country is making it so he's stuck in uh, okay, America's well, terminal. Yeah. Well, I guess another thing I could say is that the circumstances involving his, uh, <laughs> basically his imprisonment in that airport, are incredibly convoluted. Sure. But you gotta suspend some belief for a movie. Some disbelief. Yeah, I get it. It doesn't completely ruin it, but okay. Well, Lee, then, what would you rate this film? I'm kind of interested to hear this. Wow. You know, it's weird saying that, you know, a Steven Spielberg movie is mid, but, you know, he isn't, you know, not every film, you know. Even the greatest of filmmakers, the even the best of any you know anybody in any field, comes out with something that doesn't really you know doesn't work or isn't like the most spectacular thing in the world. I wouldn't say that this doesn't work because it does. It's fine. It works just fine as a movie. Um, you know, it's just it's definitely not gonna be. It's definitely not gonna be in my top ten. Of all the Spielberg movies I've seen, what are you doing? It's not gonna be top ten. I thought for sure it'd be top ten, Lee. Yeah, sure, right. Um. So yeah, I would probably give this movie a six out of ten. Okay, okay. I was thinking maybe we get a liar, but all right, all right. We got six out of ten. We got six out of ten, baby. Drew. Um. All right, for me. I'm going to give this movie a good solid 7 out of 10. Uh, It's not as good, obviously, as I remember it from a kid. Nothing ever is. Um, But I still had a nostalgia for this movie. I still really enjoyed it. Um, I really love Tom Hanks. I really like his accent. He's He's so over the top. He's so Tom Hanks-y. I remember he did start off uh, mostly doing comedy. Yeah, so, and I love that era of Tom Hanks. I fucking, oh, comedy Tom Hanks is just great. Um, I liked Money Pit better than this. Really? That's funny. Money Pit's a good movie. That was produced by Spielberg. I probably do like Money Pit more, too, but that's because it's more romance. Uh, Romance, and that actually is Well, the whole movie is the romance. (laughs) Uh, And that's funny. That's where uh, Spielberg met Tom Hanks. Because Spielberg produced that movie. That's funny. And they flash forward to 2004. Isn't that crazy? Jesus Christ. Time. Well, actually, well, the f- the first movie that I think Spielberg actually directed Tom Hanks in was Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, then, like, just cut to 2004, yeah, and they're they just going back. They became really good buddies, and they produced a lot of HBO miniseries together, like Band of Brothers and The Pacific. Yeah. Alright, Lee. Uh, I think we're gonna wrap up this episode with uh, what are we gonna be watching and talking about next week? Well, or next episode. Well, <laughs> um, we're gonna do something a little bit different. So I'm picking a movie 
that technically Sterling has seen before. Ugh. But I already told you that. I don't remember. Um, but he barely remembers this movie because we were all in various states of oh, and I remember inebriation at the time. And I'm pretty sure you were walking in and out of the room as the movie was going on, so you probably didn't even watch the whole thing. Um, we're gonna watch Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. You're gonna get halfway through it, and I'm like, Lee, I remember every single second of this movie. <laughs> You're gonna be like, well, whatever, I just wanna watch it again anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so. Main reason why we show each other movies. Um yeah. All right. Well, that sounds like a good episode. I really, I just, I don't remember much. Get nice and baked before watching it, or while you're watching it. You, you better. Watch it. You better join us on a ride to outer space, man. Um, but yes. Uh, jokes aside, we hope you like this episode. Um, please hit that plus button, subscribe, leave us a review. Uh, leave us a comment down below. Tell us some movies you might want us to watch. Tell us what you're liking about the podcast, what you're not liking about the podcast. Um, please, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at It's Not the Worst Mover Podcast. That's where you'll know when the new episodes are up. You'll find also the link to our episodes if you wanted to change up uh, where you watched it. We got a couple different sources on there uh, from whatever you're listening to or we're on it now. Um, um, but yeah, and a little self plug, go, uh, if you could go follow my personal Instagram and then for my personal Instagram, you can find my TikTok and all my dog's TikTok and my dog's Instagram, all that good stuff. But mainly my stuff, I have hammer books on TikTok. I'm doing book reviews. I'm doing movie reviews. I'm doing my, my own little things over there. Uh, magic cards, magic, the gathering, you know, all the good nerdy, nerdy, nerd stuff. But, uh, yeah, uh, we hope you had a good week. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we look forward to talking to you next time. You see what God just did to us, man? Sit with it.